It's Tuesday, July 21, 2009. Obama to ban antibiotics? What? Mining the Grand Canyon. Really? Plus, Walmart going green. I'll believe it when I see it. All of that and more straight ahead on this, the most scintillating six minutes in Green News Radio. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this is your Green News Report. You might as well be walking on the sun. Okay, a lot of provocative items in the teaser there. Mm-hmm. Des, what do you have for us today? The Obama administration is pushing for a ban on the overuse of antibiotics in livestock, which has been linked to the rise of superbugs and humans that are immune to antibiotics. So he's not going to be banning them in humans? No, just in livestock. I see. For one reason being MRSA, an antibiotic-resistant staph bacteria that now kills more Americans every year than AIDS. Antibiotics in livestock are routinely used and administered to healthy animals without veterinary supervision to encourage rapid growth and to prevent illnesses common to feedlot operations in which thousands of animals are crowded together, often in unsanitary conditions. So is this a done deal or is this something they're proposing? This is something that they're proposing. There is a bill being proposed in Congress right now, but the New York Times says that the farm lobby will probably fight it and it will probably fail. That's what I was going to guess. Big Ag is against it. Yes, indeed. The American Medical Association supports the ban, however. The administration is also reversing a controversial Bush administration action and will now halt new mining leases near Grand Canyon National Park for two years. The Bush administration opened up the land to new hard rock mining leases over the objections of the National Park Service, Congress, and Colorado River water customers. The two-year ban is only on new leases, however, and doesn't affect over 10,000 current mining claims already located in the withdrawn area. And this is somewhat related to what we talked about last week, the uh, Arizona legislator woman who was uh, talking about the fact that the Earth is only 6,000 years old. So new, new uranium mines should be just fine. So they should be just fine. We haven't had problems with the environment in all of these 6,000 years, so why should we worry now? Except she didn't include the fact that the EPA is now spending millions of dollars to clean up Navajo Nation homes that were contaminated by uranium mines in the 40s and 50s. Oh, Navajo Nation mines, that's not in Arizona. Oil giant Chevron is now taking a page from the ExxonMobil playbook, saying it will fight for decades, if necessary, to not pay for environmental damage in Ecuador from oil exploration. The lawsuit filed in Ecuador alleges that Texaco, which is now owned by Chevron, polluted the Ecuadorian rainforest over a 20-year period. Chevron expects to lose the case, but denies the allegation, saying that the damage occurred before they bought Texaco and that a cleanup effort in the mid-90s absolves them of any further liability. And this sort of parallel the story, the other story we've been covering about Exxon and the uh, Valdez story up in Alaska that they spent decades fighting against that, uh, what was it, ha- half it was a trillion five, dollar it fine? It was five billion dollar five fine, billion. which was reduced to one-tenth of that by the Supreme and Court. So they will spend the time uh, fighting this stuff. It does pay for these energy companies to fight this stuff in court because they seem to come out ahead. It benefits them to mess up the environment. They don't have to pay a price in the end. Walmart, as the world's largest retailer, has enormous power to force changes in the global market of consumer goods. Now, Walmart has announced plans to develop a sustainability index that will appear alongside the price on every product they sell. The goal, Walmart Walmart says, is to create a universal rating system which could be used by anyone to calculate and grade the life cycle of products. They're going to factor in such things as the amount of water used in production, the air pollution from manufacturing and shipping, and even excessive packaging. Now, the retailer is already using its considerable market muscle to push suppliers to examine their supply chains right now. So this is rather 
astounding, actually, from Walmart. Are, are they actually going to do this, or they're announcing plans, and they're waiting for the... Uh... They are announcing plans. This plan is going to be a consortium of consumer products companies like Procter & Gamble is already signed on. They're trying to get other big retailers like Target to sign on as well. It will be developed by the University of Arkansas and Arizona State University. Both of those have sustainability departments, and they will be the ones that are actually doing crunching the numbers and getting the information. And, and this is a great idea, so that people can compare not only prices, but compare the greenness of products. I'm somewhat dubious that it's actually going to happen, that it's actually going to be accurate. And of course, I've already seen, I can't remember who it was, one of the wing nuts out there saying, hey, we love you, Walmart. Why are you uh, turning our back on us? Why are you becoming a traitor? Uh, I think it's a great idea. We'll see if they actually do it, though. Well, it's also self-serving. Walmart's own customer research shows that consumers born after 1980 factor sustainability into their purchases. That actually matters more to them in some cases than the cost of an item. So the executives at Walmart say that the costs of implementing the system will be offset by the, what they expected savings in like reduced packaging, energy efficiency, and items like that. Will they also be including a slave labor tag uh, rating on their products at Walmart? No comment? No, I don't know. Okay, I don't think yeah, that would go no, into it. I don't it. think they will either. All right. When Congress passed legislation mandating increased energy efficiency for lighting, many predicted the death of the incandescent light bulb. But instead, guess what? The mandate spurred innovation instead. For the first time in 75 years, the incandescent bulb is suddenly getting a makeover. Philips has now introduced a new bulb that has all the warmth of incandescent lighting, yet is 30% more energy efficient than models they produced just a few years ago. Good for them. Read about that and much more at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. You can send us email, greennews at bradblog.com we'd love to hear from you i'm brad friedman and i'm desi doyan and this has been your green news report pass you over because you're not standing out like flashy sparkles in the water or stars in the sky